Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Superview Show's Mixed Bag, coming to you live once again from the J Cave. I am joined as always by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Bill, are you excited to be here right now? Yeah, you know why I'm excited to be here? Why are you excited to be here, Bill? Because we the best podcast. We the best podcast. Take that, DJ Khalid. Whatever your name is, whatever. We the best music. Well, we the best podcast, DJ Khalid. We the best podcast. We the best podcast. So, Bill, what is tonight's topic on our show? Well, our tonight's topic is songs that have regained popularity. What does that mean, Bill? Well, okay. We all know songs that have that were once popular. Yep. And that, yes, we're talking about that song. Everybody be patient. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, we'll get to it in a second. Don't worry. That's actually going to be the first one. You know, songs that gotten popular because of TV, movies, or other things. And some of them recharted. Yes, some of them did rechart. because of their youth yeah you know what do you think of like when do do you think what do you think of when movies regain popularity because of movies or tv shows or whatever or when songs gain popularity i think it's cool i think it brings relevance to the uh to the song you know what i mean oh absolutely i think so because these are because in my humble opinion yes in bill's humble opinion it kind of introduces the songs to a new generation. It does. Really good songs, too. Especially the first one we're going to talk about tonight. And shall we get rolling? Let's get rolling. What is tonight's first pick, Bill? Okay. We have to talk about this song first. We we, we kind of have to. Really have to. If you don't because think, this really song is being played everywhere. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, in 2022. Running up that hill. By, by Kate Bush. Kate Bush, correct. Running up that hill, made a deal with God. Um, oh my God, the craziness! Like, did you watch the All Star Game last night by any chance, JT? I did. It was great. Yeah. Didn't Didn't you hear? This was like one of those blink and you'll miss it things. But did you notice the organist was actually playing a little bit of that song at the at the stadium? I did not pick up on that. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So this song was originally released in 1985. Yep. And it originally charted at number 30. Yes. Back in back in its heyday, it charted at number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100. It originally charted at number 30. Um. It originally charted at number 30, and. And now, thanks to Stranger Things. Yep. Thanks, Stranger Things. Thanks to Stranger Things, that song has re-entered the Billboard Hot 100. Yes, it has. And it is now currently charted at number four. Four. Number four, ladies and gentlemen, number four. Whoa. Can you believe that? Talk about crazy. Talk about Stranger Things. <laughs> bada bing. Bada bing, bada boom, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, like, okay, I'm going to be honest. 
I've only watched the first season of Stranger Things. I haven't really watched. Me too. I've only watched like the first, like season, season and a half of it. You know, I, I, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm just, it's not for me though. I think I was watching it during COVID when we were all quarantined. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because I had nothing better to do. But okay. everyone and their freaking mothers are now telling me. You have to watch seasons two, three, and four. They're amazing. Especially this season is getting a, everybody is having just like an uber orgasm over season four. Yeah, it's crazy. It was like, oh my God, season four of Stranger Things is so great. It is the great. It it got 13 Emmy nominations. Already? (laughs) That calls for applause. Congrats, Stranger Things. Congratulations, Stranger Things. But yeah, but this song, I'll be honest, I've never really been a big Kate Bush fan. Like, I I have nothing against her. I just never really listened to her music. But then what really, when I was, I was actually driving up to Vermont with my brother, 4th of July weekend. Yep. I was with some friends and this song literally came on the radio. Yeah. No, you tell me that. Yeah. And today, and you know, this evening I went out to dinner with my mom and my brother, and this song is on. This song is even being played on current radio stations. Yeah, like top forty. It's crazy. On like top forty current stations. So this song is being played on like current stations right now, and this Thanks, song is like, and this song is like nearly forty years old. Yeah, it came out nineteen eighty-five for you kids keeping track at home, and. You know what I heard? Kate Bush owns the rights to the song. Oh, she's making a lot of money right now. So, uh, making a lot of money. 2022 is a good year for Miss Kate Bush right now. Yes. I'm Cash sure she's having a fantastic year right now. Oh, I'm sure she is. She's killing it right now. She's, she's, sure she's so having a money. wonderful year. I'm sure she's having a great year right now. All I could say to Miss Bush is well played. Yes, that is smart move on their part, you know. Well played, Miss Bush. Well played. Well played. Yeah, she's running up that hill of money. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> she's running up that hill. She made a deal with God. But it's crazy. Anyway, wait, you have this thing too. You know what that means? right. Been a little yeah. while there, buddy. Been a little while. But wow, she's sobbing. But anyway, um, who's taking who out? Just wondering, since we swept right. I'll take you out this time. Where do you want to go? Sounds good. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we go out for uh, Chinese? How about that? Is that Ooh, good? I like Chinese. Yes, we'll get uh, we'll get the egg roll. Who doesn't like go. egg rolls? We're talking about the sweet and the sour. How your family's doing? Okay, for those who get that reference, good for you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So. Running up that hill is running up the charts. Yes, it's gotten so popular right now because of Stranger Things. Yeah, because you know what? Like I said, when this song first came out, it only hit like number 30. Yeah, it was a decent hit. Now it's like actually. Now it's like a it's like a mega hit. It's in the top five. It's in the top five currently charting. So I think this song just needed another. I think this song just needed another, you know, boost. Yeah. It has a second life right now. It has a second life because of Stranger Things. Yes, ain't that the truth? 
you know what happened. You know what they say, JT. Stranger things have happened. Uh-huh, but I'm being... You know, speaking of Stranger Things, you know, let, let's stay with Stranger Things for a second, because another song has actually been regaining popularity. Oh, really, Bill? Which one was that? And this one is by Metallica. Ah, the great metal overlords themselves. Metallica. Master of Puppets. This song in general is awesome. Obey your master, master, master. It's so good. I love, love this song. And the fact that it's regaining publicity because of changing things, good for Metallica's purpose too. Yeah, they're really, um. yeah, this song, just like with Kate Bush, this song is regaining popularity. Because of Stranger Things. Stranger Things. And it's crazy. It's it's nuts. It really is, guys. Like the, the fact that a Netflix show nowadays can bring a 37-year-old song back to the forefront of popularity again. It's nuts, guys. The world has gone crazy. <laughs> the world has gone nuts. Yeah. You know I what? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll t- I love Master Puppets. It's a great song, too. Eight <laughs> minutes long, too. What was that? It's an eight-minute song. I don't know if you ever knew that. I was actually listening to it earlier today. Uh, to prep for tonight. Good for you, Bill. Proud of you. See? Always do your homework beforehand, folks. Yes. Do your homework, kids. We encourage you to stay in school and do your homework. And don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs. Except that they're for medicinal purposes only. Oh, Bill. We're trying to promote good stuff here on the Superview Show. Any medicinal purposes? Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with Nothing it. Nothing wrong with medicinal purposes. Yeah, but, you know, this song has actually been resurgent on Spotify's charts. Yes, it has. It actually reached the top 10 of Spotify's top 50. Um, and we're not just saying that because it's pulled up right here, but we're also saying because it it's true. We're saying it because it's true. Yes. Thanks, so, Stranger Things. So, yeah, Stranger Things, because you know what? Like, over the years... There has been this like nostalgia phase of everything. I think it started like 50 years ago in the 70s, like when we had when we had like the like when we had Greece that was looking back at the 50s. Yeah. But you know what? Like past the couple the past couple years, you know, we've been having a we have been having a 90s resurgence. Yep, and an 80s resurgence too. We've been having a 90s resurgence and just recently with Stranger Things over the past couple of years, we've been having an 80s resurgence. It's crazy. We've crazy having- how one show can just do that. We, it has been bringing back an, a resurgence in from the 80s. Because um, again, these songs that are like 40 years old are charting again. Yeah, thanks to Stranger Things. Thank you, Stranger Things. We'll send you a nice fruit basket. We'll see, <laughs> and if you want to thank us, if you want to thank us for the fruit basket, you can reach us at one eight hundred. Got Bill. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Anything else to say about Stranger Things and its resurgence of eighties music? Uh, 
Well, there's one more song we could touch on that uh, that was thanks to Stranger Things too. You know, you know what I mean. All right, let's hear it. All right, so what do we got here? We got Journey. If I could spell it right. Separate ways, worlds apart. This song also was on Stranger Things. It was. Yeah, it was not like the actual song though. It was like I don't know why Journey did this, but they did like a remix of it. Do, 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 do. I gotta admit, that song is actually for for journey for journey. I think that song is very underrated. You think it's underrated? It was a big hit back in the day, but I, th- I think it is a little underappreciated. You're right. I would say it's on the cusp between underrated and properly rated. I would say so, definitely. Like when I saw them in concert, they actually opened with that. Same here. Same here. Lately, I, they've been opening up with only the young, but that's pretty cool too. I think they. I think separate ways is a good opening song. I think that it sets the mood for the show, and then you close with "Don't Stop Believing." But lately, they've been closing with "Any Way You Want It." I find out. And you know what I noticed on Setlist FM? What they're playing "Don't Stop Believing" like third song. I know that's that's playing your biggest, most well-known song is your third song in. That's kind of like a, a you got you got brass swingers right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's tough. But anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about "Don't Stop Believing" later. We'll talk about yeah. that later. Um, Stranger Things. Uh, brought back Journey Separate Ways. Great track, too. Here we stand, what's apart, hearts broken in two, two, two. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that Stranger, by the way, Stranger Things season four, the whole track listing is actually really good. Let me look it up. The actual album, though, is actually pretty darn good. I got to find it. But anyways, I mean the Stranger Things like whole it's crazy. Like they just the fact that at one Netflix show can actually bring up revitalizing songs like Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Psycho Killer. Da, 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 da. Detroit Rock City by Kiss is on here too. So well, is the Beach Boys California. Though, right? That song was the 70s though, right? 76, yeah. So by the way, that song is my favorite. Kill, is my favorite Kiss song. It's a great song. Great Kiss. Get up! It. Everybody's gonna use their feet. Get down! Everybody's gonna lose their seat. I mean, this is actually a really, really good track listening for them too. Like they actually have like Master Puppets in here. They have Fire and Rain by James Taylor. They have Kisses Detroit Rock City. They have Extremes Play with Me. Extreme is a great band, ladies and gentlemen. Kate Bush running up a hill. California Dream by the Beach Boys. Like there's actually a lot of really good stuff in this playlist, in this in this album that they have like for the uh, Stranger Things album coming out. Yep, that's crazy. But uh, but all these songs here that if for those of you who are listening to, you might be able to see this. But if you look up on Spotify, they the uh, the Stranger Things Volume Four or Volume One and Two Season Four. Um, Track listing, it's Separate Ways Worlds Apart by Journey, The California Dream by The Beach Boys, Psycho Killer by Talking Heads, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, You Spin Me Light Round Like a Record by Dead or Alive. Uh, I don't know how to say that once. I'm going to skip it. Play With Me by Extreme Detroit Rock City by Kiss is in there. The Safari's Wipeout is in there. Master Puppets by Metallica is in there. There is some really great stuff in this soundtrack, and it's all being brought back and relevant today by Stranger Things. So, But, yeah, Journey Separate Ways is in there. It's a remix, though, apparently. It's not the actual track. 
again, thank you, Stranger Things. Yes. Any other songs you want to go off of, or have we hit? Have we hit? Have we had our Stranger Things block so far? I think we've had our Stranger Things block. Have you? Have you thought of anything else that was? I since tonight's topic is um, songs that have regained popularity. I, I want to touch on this person, and I wonder if we swiped right on this or not. But don't we talked about journey, but don't stop believing. Guess what? Sp- no way. <laughs> One, two, three. We, we swiped <laughs> because of the Sopranos. Journeys yeah. don't stop believing was played at the end of the Sopranos. The however you view the ending of the Sopranos, that's your personal yep. opinion. Um. Yes. Yes. But. But yeah, that actually regained popularity because okay, um, Tony is at the dinner with his wife and waiting for the kids, and they're at the jukebox and don't stop believing plays. And then yep. in the end, in the biggest cop out ending that everybody freaks out about, fade to black. Yeah, it was a very very mysterious ending of The Sopranos, but I mean, great show overall, though. But the last you know what was the the day after I didn't watch The Sopranos when I was younger because I was, you know, young. Um, it's great show. But in our local paper, there was like in the preview section, they had a picture of Tony Soprano and it said, Did he get did Tony get whacked? (laughs) Like everybody was oh oh god, is is Tony gonna is Tony gonna get whacked? Is Tony gonna get whacked? Is Tony gonna get whacked? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, but anyway, um, but anyway, um, but yeah, th- this song is playing in the final scene of that episode. Yeah, of the, the, fi- series the, series, the series finale. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And and but you know how it also regained popularity? How else? Because of a TV, a little TV show known as Glee. Oh, that's right. The Glee version brought it back too. Yeah, Glee was actually Glee actually brought this song back. Um, because I, I remember when they were previewing, they were doing their version of the song, the version of Don't Stop Believing by yep. Glee. And and did you know when when that when it came out? That version by the Glee cast. That song actually charted at number four. That version? That version, the Glee version of Don't Stop Believing, charted at number four. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, my God, you're right. That's crazy. I'm always right, JT. Um, I, I I don't ever doubt Bill, and plus it, it sold one million copies of that one album on that version too. Because it's, you know, because that was the song that, yeah. So that was the song that um, yeah. And, and you know what? That is like the most. I just want to talk about the song generally for a second. This is like the most recognizable song in like music history. One of them for sure. When you hear those notes, you know what it is. You hear the 
dun 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 you know what that song is exactly like when i saw journey in concert i remember there's like this little interlude between the i think it was between faithfully and this song and then i remember like there was a screen graphic it was going fast if it was of a record and it said journey escape and everyone's thinking we know what's next we know what's next and then everybody then the just a small town girl but Everybody and their mothers knows this freaking song. That's crazy. And actually, it's funny. I'm looking at it right now on the Wikipedia page. For those of you who are listening, you won't be able to see this. But a top 10 hit worldwide in 1981, Don't Stop Believing became the group's signature song and has continued to endure over the years. Decades after its release, it became the best-selling digital track and from the 20th century with over 7 million downloads. Critics acclaimed its anthemic qualities. Rolling Stone magazine ranked it amongst the 500 greatest songs of all time. In 2022, the single was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation of the United States National Recording Registry as being culturally, historically, and or aesthetically significant. Cover versions include Glee, which outperformed the original internationally. This is one of the greatest songs of all time. I absolutely, absolutely agree. And uh, listen, a lot of people love this song, but, you know, there are people who absolutely hate this song. Yeah, those people who hate it, they suck, but whatever. <laughs> oh, we just pray for them. But anyway. Um, well, we, well, we pray that you, you'll come around to Don't Stop Believing. But anyway, That's no, right. no, I love this song. I freaking love this song. Um, it's a great song. But yeah, no, this song regained a little bit of popularity after the Soprano series finale, and then it regained pop, and then it shot up again because of Glee. Yeah. And and the song came, became at the time the most downloaded song of all time. Yeah, it became like the most downloaded song of the twentieth. That's not released in the twenty first century, which is crazy. Like you think about all the songs that released in the twentieth century, and that's the, this is the most downloaded one. It's crazy. This is the most downloaded one. It, isn't that insane? Written by Steve Perry, Neil Sean, and Jonathan Cain. Three incredible minds making one giant anthemic awesome song. Oh, 100% agree. So. Get, other than other than the Sopranos, Bill, what other songs do you have in mind? What, what do you mean the Sopranos? I'm a little confused. Like, Because like, with, this was the song that the end of the Sopranos. What is your next pick? Because okay. I chose this. You know what? We're going to take a little uh, break from the 80s for a moment, if that's okay. Um, Good. I'm just kidding. We're going to go back to the 70s. Oh, what are we talking about, Bill? Probably what people would consider one of the greatest songs of the 70s. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, my God, Bill. (laughs) You know what this means? You know what this means, right? One, two, three. We this is the third time today we swiped right damn bro we have swiped right a lot it looks like we're gonna, have to we're gonna be going out a lot together aren't we we're gonna have to get a lot of food 
A lot of food soon. We're Don't worry. We're swiping right. On a lot of stuff. You know who needs to be here to swipe right with us? Who? Dr. Matt Hemsley. Matt Hemsley. We haven't mentioned his name in a while. Yeah, shout out to Matt Hemsley. We love you. Hems- Dr. Matt Hemsley. He better yes. be on here soon. Yes. But- Queen. Bohemian Rhapsody. Do you, you share your end first. Okay. So Bohemian Rhapsody was originally released in 1975? Correct. And just like Don't Stop Believing," you know the song. Yep. When you hear the, is this the real life? Is this yep. just fantasy? You know what song it is. You and everyone loves it. Everyone loves this song. Well, there's two types of people in this world, JT. People who love Bohemian Rhapsody and those we pray for. But anyway, um, but anyway, but anyway, yeah. Um, when this song got released in 75 to 76, this song peaked at number nine. Yep. And it finished the year at number 18. That's that's most singles. For those you don't know, most singles drop significantly after they chart. But on the Billboard, U.S. Billboard Hot 100, 1975 through six, it was number nine on the Billboard Hot 100. Never went. It was not a number one hit in the U.K. It was, but not in the, not in the U.S. But towards the end of it, and by the end of the year 1976, it was number eighteen on the Billboard Hot 100. It was the only thing people were listening to at the time, which is crazy to this day. And I don't know if you know about this. It charted again in 1992. Because... I was getting to that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was getting to that. Um, My bad. Go ahead. Okay. This song actually regained, regained popularity and charted again 17 years later in 2000, in 1992. Yep. Well, because of... Because of it being featured in the movie Wayne's World. And not only the reason why Wayne's World, but because of Freddie Mercury's passing as well. He died in 1991. I don't know if that really had anything to do with it. I could have sworn it was because I, 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 uh, I knew well, it was Wayne. When I'm reading, it was only it was only because of Wayne's World. Like maybe Freddie Mercury's death had something to do with it as well. I mean, I would think so because he's dead, but that's me. Yeah, but um, yeah, because Freddie Mercury died the previous year. Yeah. Freddie Mercury died the, it died in ninety one. Pre- yeah, he died in ninety one. Um, and it, but any, okay, I'm trying to look this up here. Um. Okay. Um. Well, Bill's looking that up. I just want to read something to all of you who are watching us live. No, not listening, but we're on the Wikipedia page for Bohemian Rhapsody. The song in 2018 to 2019 charted at number in the top 40 of the Billboard Hot 100 and number 33. So when the movie was coming out and the movie game bringing in all this popularity of Queen to the mainstream and to a new generation again, 
The song charted at number 33 on the Billboard Hot 100 again in the U.S. A song at the time that was over 40, 38 to 40 years old charted at number 33 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2018 and 2019 because of the movie Bohemian Rhapsody and obviously because of Queen's popularity at the time too. They're still they're still on top of the world today okay. in some aspects. But Bill, go ahead. Okay, here's the... Okay, I found something that tied into it. Um, yes, sir. What do you got? Okay, the song for the headbanging scene. Yeah. It was actually originally going to be a song by Guns N' Roses, but Mike Myers wanted Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, really? Okay. And he actually threatened to quit production unless it was used. Oh, wow. And, I didn't know that. And apparently that scene with the headbanging with Bohemian Rhapsody, according to Wikipedia, Freddie Mercury actually saw the headbanging scene. I guess they, I don't know how he got, got it, but he saw it and thought it was absolutely hilarious. So they let, so I think they left the song in there as, as a tribute to him. Probably. And because of that, Bohemian Rhapsody recharted at number two in 1992 because of Wayne's World. Because of Wayne's World. Because Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. But nope. Yeah, the song actually charted at number two. That's crazy. And I was just looking that up too. So. And then, like you said, in 2018, it recharted. Because of Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie. Yeah, it was it. It was because of the movie, the biopic. It was on the Hot 100 again. So, and yeah, by the way, movie has had has re-entered the charts twice. Yeah, and this song, by the way, the the, the song has passed, has passed as far as I know on Spotify, one point. I think it was fun. One point five, one point eight billion streams. Really. So that means two, two, almost two billion people are listening to Bohemian Rhapsody on a given, any given basis. Any given basis. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact specifics of that. Yeah, we can pull it up. Hold on, we'll pull it up for a sec. I'm, I'm gonna just doing a quick stat for those of you who keeping track at home. Queen. Uh, so I'm currently looking at Spotify. You you won't be able to see this, but it currently has sits at one point. Eight billion streams on Spotify. Really? And another one by Sidus is at 1.3. Don't stop me now is at 1.3 as well. Under pressure just passed at 1.1 billion streams on Spotify. That's pressure. how pop- under pressure. That's how popular Queen is today. The fact that they are ranked at number 44 in the world of global streaming. 1.8 billion people are listening to Bohemian Rhapsody, ladies and gentlemen. One point and still going up. That tells you how good art can be. That's crazy. And Freddie Mercury wrote the song all by himself, by the way. One man wrote this song that defined generations. Just saying. And it regained popularity a lot lately. So, yeah, because of Wayne's World and because of because the and movie. And because of the movie. And it's crazy. So, yeah. 
And can you believe, like I said, um, Mike Myers actually threatened to quit if they didn't use Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't know that. That's actually, I, I didn't know that they would, that they did that. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that, that he, he's like, I'm going to quit if you don't do this. Interesting reaction. But what does it mean? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, so that is what happened. With. Yeah, so that's what happened with Bohemian Rhapsody. It charted originally at number nine, then recharted at number two, and then recharted number 33. So. But you know what, JT? I will agree with you. I think the such high rechart did have something to do with Freddie Mercury's death. Oh, I, I have no doubt about it. I mean, it was a number one hit in the UK for nine weeks after his death. Yeah, well, I'm sure, again, Wayne's World had something to do with it, but I guarantee you it did. I'm sure Freddie Mercury's death had something to do with it as well. Oh, I'm sure it did. There's no doubt about it. And it is widely regarded as one of the greatest songs of all time, too. So. Yeah. In in a poll from the UK, it was only number two. It, the only one it was behind is Imagine by John Lemon. Wow. That's another great song, too. Yeah. Okay, JT, over to you. Well, Bill, as we sit here debating all these songs and whatnot, there's one that I personally think of a lot now, given our, the current state of the world at the moment, but also not just because of the world, but because of this song to me has always has always remained remained relevant. But what a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong has to me personally has always it's regained popularity in two different ways. The song is originally from 1968, I think. Uh, I believe it was 68 or 69. Let me just do fact checking. 67, excuse me. Okay, I was one year off. I, I was wrong about something, guys. Sorry. It's okay. The bill, it's okay. But What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Um, was It was heard in the movie with Robin Williams, Good, Good Morning Vietnam, which is a really funny movie, too. If you have to check it out if you haven't seen it. But what a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong. The message of the song to me personally, it's about like just giving hope for humanity kind of thing, uh, no matter how, what the circumstances, because it was written during the Vietnam War. Um, and that's a very sad time in American history and also in the world too. But it was, it's regained popularity because of Good Morning Vietnam. And also how can we forget, it was also popular in the 2006 or five hit film Madagascar. I don't know if Bill remember that movie or not, but it's like the I one do. Like I do remember that movie. The zoo animals escape, and a lot of people who were my age who saw I saw that movie in theaters too. Actually, now I think about it. I did too, actually. I saw Madagascar, the first one in theaters. I think I saw the second one too. Now that I think about it, but I saw the movie in theaters, and I, and I remember when. Alex the lion was very much in shock about how he was behaving. What a wonderful world uh, was played. And that kind of exposed the song to other people as well of a newer generation carrying on an old song. I mean, the song was written in 1967. So it was, it's, I, I regard it as one of the greatest of all time personally, because it's just, it's, it's a very, it's a very 
enduring song. It's a very heartfelt song. And but not only it wasn't that big of a hit. In 1988, it reached number 32 on the Hot 100 because of Good Morning Vietnam. And when it first came out, it didn't even chart the Hot 100. But because of movies and other use of it in popular culture, including the we're we're gonna butcher the name of the guy, but the Hawaiian ukulele guy who who combines somewhere okay. over the rainbow. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to to pronounce this. Yep, that guy. Israel Kamakuakli. You try. If this family is watching, please don't sue me. Um, yeah, sorry guys. But he, Israel out. You know what? Let's just call him what he is. Is we're just calling him is because I don't want to sit here and butcher his name. In 1991, in 1993, he released that cover version along with "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." And his version is also on YouTube, still making a lot of views for YouTube viewers, too. But you know, what actually, we... you know, quick what? side tangent, this has nothing to do with anything, but what you actually did a version of Take Me Home Country Road, which is actually pretty interesting. Who did he? Oh, that guy did? That guy did, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. How about that? Um, well, my, I gotta listen to that. But the... what a wonderful world to me. You once you hear the, the opening guitar chords, once you hear the opening horn. It really does make you stop and think about life. I mean, you look at the lyrics, you're like, I see skies of blue, clouds of white, the, bl- the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Louis Armstrong was the perfect singer for this. Yeah, he was, with especially that raspy voice. Ah, and, and he died in like he died in 1971 or two. So he it was close to the end of his life. He sung it, which is and it has lived on exponentially since then. So which is great. Like um it's a great song though. Like um yeah, it it was um yeah, it was when uh, yeah, it maybe it was if it was sung in the last couple years of his life, maybe it was him looking, maybe it was sort of like a reflective song before he passed away. Yeah, like looking at the bright side of life before he he died, which was very sad. Yeah. And the song, and we talked about this on our 9-11 show last year, this song was actually on the infamous Clear Channel band list. Yep, that's right. That's right. I Because they said, any song that sounds remotely happy, we are scrapping. Yeah, and, and, and unfortunately, that's what people need. People need happy songs. Yeah, but, um, yeah, interesting pick. Yes. No more depressing music, ladies and gentlemen. Music industry people, if you can hear me, no more depressing music. Start making some very more happy stuff. Seriously. Because we're happy, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Seriously, think about it. Um, but what a wonderful world, a classic song. Louis Armstrong's voice is iconic. And after being released in Vietnam, Good Morning Vietnam and Madagascar, it's regained some publicity today. Bill, what is your next pick? Okay, since you went 60s, I'm going to go 60s. Um, Ooh, what do you got? Okay. Stand By Me. Good pick. By Ben E. King. Stand by me. Good one. Okay, couple reasons. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Um, yes. Go ahead, Bill. God, I, I'm like a five-year-old sometimes. Um, You're fine. You're fine. Okay. So this song... Actually released by Ben E. King. Um, this song actually in night, which which first came out in 1961. Mm-hmm. 
the song actually peaked at number four. On Hot 100 at the time. At the Hot 100 at the time. It peaked at number four. Okay. And, and then... And then something happened along the way of what we're going to get to. Um, John Lennon released this on his released this on his 1975 album Rock and Roll, mm-hmm. a cover version of it, and and um, it reached number twenty on the U.S. Hot 100. John Lennon's version did? What was that? John Lennon's version did? Yep. And you know what the irony is? What? You know what song was behind it? What? A song called Supernatural Thing by Part One, which was the comeback hit of Ben E. King. That's funny. This is Ben. Bring the facts with Bill. Bring the facts with Bill. Ow! If if you guess what that song's a parody of, what do they win, JT? They win your respect, Bill. They win my respect. And his respect's a good gift. It is a good gift. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. But anyway. But if you, if you can name that song, you'll can, you just tweet us at the Superview Show and follow us on Instagram at, simply at Superview Show. And, and you can, you can uh, win a prize. Who knows? <laughs> and also, you can call 1-800- Got Bill. Bill. And on top of my respect, you win a firm handshake from me. And you know what the prize is? You, you'll, we will get you a 1-800-Bill Got Bill t-shirt. And, and I will give you a very firm handshake. And um, Bill will sign it. Yes, I will sign it for you folks. Um, but stand by me. Yeah, stand by me. And, and also, it regained popularity about 10 years after John Lennon's version, which, you know, like I said, John Lennon's version is kind of sad because that album was the last one before he went on his five-year hiatus. Yeah. And then when he came back five years later, he released Double Fantasy, and unfortunately, we know what happened after that. Very sad. But, okay. So, anyway, so 25 years after the original, because... It was used in the movie of the same name. Of course, the movie Stand By Me from 1986. Did you know originally, here's a fun fact to impress your friends at Summer Barbecues with. Yes, Bill, talk to me. Did you know the the name of the original Stephen King story was actually called The Body? No, I didn't know that. It was actually based on the short story, The Body. And they wanted to go with that title. Wow. But they said, it sounds too much like either a sex film. Does that kind of sound like a sex film? The Body? Sort of. But go on. You know who would know the answer to that question? Dr. Matt Hemsley. Because you know why? Because he's Dr. Matt Hemsley. He's Dr. Matt Hemsley. He knows everything. He does. He knows everything. He knows everything. He's Dr. Matt Hemsley. Um, Anyway. You better give us that answer, doctor. Does that sound like the name of a sex film? The Body. Please tell us. But anyway, um, because Matt, Dr. Matt Hemsley knows everything. But anyway, um, (laughs) but anyway, and they also said it sounds like the name of a movie about bodybuilders, The Body. 
So they ended up changing it to Stand By Me. Because of the yeah. song. And because of the song, like I said, originally 1961 hit number four. Because of the movie, the song re-entered the top ten, hit in number nine. Oh, get out, really? Yeah, because of the movie, it re-hit number, it re-hit it re-hit num- it re-hit the top 10 charting at number 9 that's crazy and because the only um the only thing i've seen of this is that music video from 1986 like it shows it starts in the beginning i think of benny king Originally, old him singing the when the night has come, and then and then it fades. And the land in, is gone, and the light and the land is dark, and it shows him, and then it shows him singing to a crowd of like teenagers, and then they're all joining in. It's yeah, and I and it shows, of course, clips from the movie. That's awesome. And I think shows clips from the movie. And then how it, I don't think this really regained popularity, but this, okay, kind of hold on, folks. Do, do, do. Please stand by. I'm just looking <laughs> We're back. We hope you enjoyed that. Um. Anyway. Yes. What do you got? Um, but anyway, there was actually a um, and this is actually all over YouTube. I asked you to give it a watch. Um, it's called. It's called playing for change. And this was actually their first thing where they had like a bunch of street musicians from all part of the world playing this song. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's um yeah, their YouTube channel, it's called Playing for Change. Okay. Um yeah, give it a watch. Uh, as of March 2020, it has 142 million views. The video? That video. And they've done other they've done versions of other songs. They've done um They've done What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Oh, okay. They've done Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. That's a good one. They've done The Weight by the band. Oh, that's a good one, too. And you know who cameos in The Weight? Who? Ringo. Oh, yeah, really? That's so I cool. Am not, I am not kidding you, my friend. This has been another edition of... Random Facts with Bill! Bill, ow! Remember, you win my respect. But anyway, um, but yeah, so this song has regained a lot of popularity because of John Lennon's version, because of the movie, because of Playing for Change. So this song has gained a lot of, has regained short popularity. Crazy. crazy, absolutely crazy. So. Yeah, that is Stand By Me. All right, buddy, over to you. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. This man we're about to talk about, 
and his song. He will never, ever going to give you up. He's never going to let hey, you down. Hey, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Guess what? What? One. Two. two three. three. Wee! Why? I had that too. No way. Yes, I had that too. We swipe right three times tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Four. Three times. Four. Four? Oh, even better. Four times tonight. And this is a record. This is a record. Congrats, we did it four times. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm not sold to the public domain, YouTube, so you can't hit me with a strike. Ha! Yeah, suck it, YouTube. Sorry, we love you. Suck it! But anyway. But you want to go first then? What was that? You want to go first then? Hey, JT, we're no strangers to love. You know the rules. So do I. So do I. A full commitment is what I'm thinking of. You You wouldn't wouldn't get this this from from any other guy. guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Gotta make you understand. Never gonna give you Never gonna let you down. Never gonna around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. You've just been, you've just been Bill rolled. Oh snap! Now, Bill, why has this song regained popularity? You might ask. Well, because of the internet and. And memes, of course. Memes. Memes. The memes. Of being Rickrolled online. People are crazy. Like the song, literally because of the whole Rickrolling phenomenon. It passed 1.25 billion streams. I don't know. Oh, no, billion, billion views on YouTube. Kid, you I know. don't know how the whole Rickroll thing started, though. Do you? And I think I think people just started like saying, "Hey, you know, you've been rickled because you got to click on his video." And now that so many people have done it. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Okay, hold on. Free information. Woo! But I gotta say this too: the whole rickrolling thing—it started back in what 2010 because when people say, "Oh, you've been rickled because you clicked on his music video," and that started a whole trend about him, like his song being super popular again. He came out. The Foo Fighters did a song with him too. Stuff like that—it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But he twe- he tours again thanks to being Rickroll, which is pretty funny. Yeah, at what? first he hated the whole thing about it, but then he kind of warmed up to it, and now he loves it. Yeah, I got to tell you, Bill, the funniest thing about this whole Rickroll thing, there are so many great videos about this parodying this one song. Though my favorite though is this one where it says, "I'm I'm gonna give you up." I'm gonna. If you just take the word "never" out, it's actually hysterical. I'm gonna give you up. I'm gonna let you down. The video itself is hysterical. Yeah, if you can find this video on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, just look up Rick Astley gonna give you up, and it's so funny. It's just, it's the best parody I think I've seen in a long time. So like whoever did that video, good for you. Like it was like before the 2016 or 2020 president election, it, a meme. Rick Rick for president. He'll never give you up. He'll never yep. let you down. He's never gonna run around and desert you. He's never going to run around and desert you. He's never going to tell. He's never going to make you cry. And he's never going to say goodbye. I'm going to tell a lie and desert you. Yeah. But you know what I I actually think was like the greatest 
the greatest thing ever. Okay. JT, um, as the whole world knows, I'm older than you. Um, yes, the world does know that. It's okay. Yes. And this is my daily reminder that I'm two years away from 30. But anyway. Oh, um, no. Just kidding. But anyway, um, I don't know if you remember, there was a show on Cartoon Network. It was called Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I have heard of this show, but go on. Um, one year for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was either 2008 or 2009. Yes. Um, I was... Um, they had the um they had the float for Foster's home of imaginary friends and they were doing the um they were singing that song people let me tell you about my best friend that song yeah warm hearted fella who loves me to the end and then the music stopped and everybody's looking around and guess who walks out Brick Astley and then the He's so much fun in the shoot record scratch, and everyone's like, like, what in the do 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 and then Rick Astley comes on and starts singing Never Gonna Give You Up. And the place goes ballistic. And the place goes nuts. Have you have you seen on national television? I gotta watch it. It's it's like and then at the end, um one of the characters from from they're like I and I'm sure everybody who's watched like, okay, folks, well, uh, that happened. Yeah. Hey, JT, that happened. That happened, Bill. How does that feel that that happened? It it happened. What and else like, can you explain? I, I wonder if the producers were like, holy shit, that happened. Okay, let's move on. Oh, my God. And they're like, yeah, that was Rick Astley. We're never going to give you up. A surprise appearance. Stay tuned. We got more stuff coming on here on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Sponsored by ShopRite. <laughs> Don't sue us. ShopRite. What's that? Is it sponsored by ShopRite? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just making something up. Whatever. But um, yeah, but anyway. But yeah, um, yeah, so never. Because of the Rick Rowland meme, this song has become popular again. Yep. And listen, if you watch our other our artists that you think are one-hit wonders, but they're not, Rick Astley does have a couple other top ten hits. He actually has another, I think he has either one or two other number one hits. Plug for our other videos we did. <laughs> go, go watch that. He ha- This is not his only hit. He, he's had more hits. Yeah, I mean, together forever, never gonna give you a pit number one. But this is there. There's other hits that he has too. That song, I actually, unpopular opinion. I actually like together forever better than never gonna give you up. You told me that once before. Yeah, I on actually, this show too, and I stand by that. You stand by me. Oh, but Thank you. We'll be here all week. Um, we'll be here all for the rest of the year. Don't worry. Don't worry, we will not abandon you. We will not desert you. We're never going to give you up, and we're never going to let you down. So anyway, yeah, because of Rickroll, and yes. I've told you this before. It was in the um, it was during the 2008 election. Yep, it, they had this thing called Obama Roll. 
Oh no. <laughs> yeah, like the video was like during like this didn't really happen, but it was like just edited in there. It was during they were like having edited it during John McCain's 2008 Republican convention speech. And then okay. the video screen going, showing Obama going, we're no strangers to love. So like just taking like the word from the song from his speeches. You know the rules and so do I. A <laughs> is what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guys. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling got to make you understand okay uh mr president okay president obama if you're watching this please don't sue me roll the credits just kidding uh, roll the credits we're done good night good night everyone um no but but bottom line though rick Ashley's never going to give you up is a classic one classic pick great uh, song too it is a really good song um, I'm all set. Do you have any other picks, bud? I actually don't have a song, but I actually have an album. If that's an okay. An album that got had resurgence? An album with songs that kind of regained popularity. What is it? And it's from a Marvel film. Which one? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's true. Did you know in the Billboard 200... Okay, not as impressive as the 100, but... Yes. In the Billboard 200, this song, this album actually hit number one in 2014. I remember that. Because it features... I actually remember that. It features such great songs, such as Hooked on a Feeling. Spirit in the Go all this way. What was that? Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. Moon Age Daydream. Fooled around and fell in love by Alvin Bishop. Bishop. I'm not in love by 10CC. I want you back. Come and get your love. But I want you back by the Jackson Five. And the opening song, I think the doom 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 Dun, 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 dun. Hey. Come and get your love. That's a great song. Come and get your love. Come and get your love. Come and get your love now. Come and get your love. Come and get your love. Come and get your love now. And we can't forget about. We can't forget about the um, the volume two soundtrack as well. Volume two. This one had a lot of great songs on it too. We can't forget this. Mr. Blue Sky, Blue Sky, Fleetwood Max, The Chain, Sam Cooke's Bring It On, Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell, My Sweet Lord by George Harrison, Surrender by Cheap Trick. It features songs from the 60s and 70s that all regained popularity because of these two movies. Crazy. Because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume one and two. One and two. Yes, one and two. Yep. Uh, is that it, my guy? I think that is it, my friend. Well, I want to thank everyone for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. Uh, I want to thank you all for obviously tuning in, as always, to our Spotify podcast and our weekly show we do on YouTube here. 
Uh, mixed bag. I want to thank my good man, Bill, for doing this as always with me. Thank you, Bill, so much. Always a pleasure, my friend. Yes. And uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, simply at Superview Show. Um, you can like us on Facebook at The Superview Show, and we do this show every single week on uh, Facebook. Check out our other show, Career Retrospective, on Monday nights, EST in the evenings. Uh, we, we talk about mainly albums there. We're, we're in there. Whereas this show, we just talk about whatever comes to mind, and we'll have other episodes coming up in the next few weeks, as always. Thank you so much for watching, listening, here. you enjoyed us. So for all of us here at The Superview Show... And also... How could I forget? Don't forget to check out the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network, wherever you get your podcast, and check out our um our YouTube channel. I'm gonna be doing some vlogs in the over the next few weeks. I'm gonna be doing vlogs for the ESPN documentary series about Derek Jeter, the captain. Woo! So check goat. that out. The goat. Um, but uh, plug for the sports. They, I, I was watching their home run derby stream the, the other night because those the, during the home run derby in uh, LA, they did a great good job covering it. So seriously, good job on their part. Hey, yeah, and don't forget, folks, we're we're almost through July, which means pretty soon we're gonna be doing some coverage for you know what. Oh yeah, check them out. They do a great job over there. Yep. So, okay, but- so that's all, folks. So for all of us here at the Super Show, stay safe and take care. And we'll see you next week with a brand new topic.